today. Um, but before we get um, started, I wanted to open up in prayer. Um, okay. So, dear Lord Jesus, we um, thank you for bringing us here safely today, for, um, you know, bringing us all here and for giving us the, um, sorry, giving us the time um, to show everyone how D2L um, praises you, Lord. And I ask you that you, I ask you that you put the words in my mouth today, Lord, and that you take these nerves away from me so that I'm able to give this message the way that you want it to be given so that people here can listen to this word and they can use it in their daily lives and so that they can learn from you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. So today's message is called What's Stopping Us? It should be up here. But um, I wanted to separate this sort of into like two parts. Um, I wanted to talk about what's stopping us as individuals to properly serve God, to serve him in the correct way. And I also wanted to talk about how us doing that like within ourselves as individuals can also affect us as a church and as a community when we all come together. Um, I wanted to read this quote that I had saw um, and I just thought that it was, um, it, it just explained it very well. It says, it was hard but they did it anyways. It was uncomfortable but they did it anyways because God said so. Um, and I just want you guys to sort of keep that in your head as I speak because it just ties everything beautifully. Um, so starting off, I wanted to talk about the three different types of people um, that you have here at a church. And there's first the people who um, are sort of waiting patiently for God to sort of tell them what he wants them to do in their lives. And we all go through that stage where we don't really know and we're sort of waiting, um, but it's all in his timing. and. Um, whenever he believes that you're ready to know. And then there's people who know exactly what they're supposed to be doing it. They're doing it and, you know, they're serving God like he wants them to. And then there's a group of people who um, they know, but there's something holding them back from taking the first few steps, from taking action and... I wanted to talk about that a little more today because we all know that waiting for God to tell us what to do is us being patient and that's normal. Some people don't find out till they're adults and maybe they even have kids already. And then there's some people who figure it out at a very young age. Um, but then there's some of us who, who keep pushing it away, pushing away this responsibility, hoping that is going to go away. Um, and obviously we all have our lives, we have our jobs, and some of us have kids and school. And um, sometimes God's path can steer us in a completely different direction. 
throwing us in like a 360. And it's scary because we sort of, when we have this like set routine, we're comfortable and where um, we feel security and where we're at in life. And God can throw this curveball at us and it brings pressure and anxiety and worry and stress and sometimes even judgment from other people um, because of the choices that you might have to make. Um, you know, like for me, I'm like 15 years old and I would have never pictured myself in this position. Um, <laughs> and, and it it was scary at first. I mean, it I deal with anxiety like on a on a daily basis, and it's um, something that's very hard for me. Um, so when I felt this in my heart that I had to be here and speak to you guys. Um, it was sort of like, oh, do I really want to? Is this something I really have to do? Um, and that could have completely threw me off. I could have just said, you know, Pastor Mike could have gave this message. Pastor Mike can say something or somebody else, um, not me. But I didn't let my anxiety, my worry, um, conquer me. I didn't let it. Um, I, I'm letting God use me in a way. And even though for me, this is not what I had seen myself or envisioned myself doing, I'm letting him take my life in his hands and use me how he wants me to. And it's so easy, it's so easy. I completely understand the people who want to sort of put it to the side and say, I'll, I'll do it later, I'll do it when I'm a better place in my life, I'll do it when, like I could have easily said, I'm gonna work on my anxiety and then I'm gonna do this whenever I have the chance to again. But you never know when I was gonna have the chance to do this again. Um, we also have our non-Christian friends who we see them in, in their um, lives who don't have this stress. They don't have this um, responsibility of, oh, I need to wake up early on Sunday morning. I need to prepare this for church. I, I can't do this because um, of my morals, my beliefs. And it also makes us want to push away, um, push away this responsibility that we have because we see these people living these quote-unquote perfect lives, these easy lives that we want to also live. And, and it just makes it easier for us to just stray away from this path that God is giving us. If we pull up James 1, 4 through 6, it says, Let, let's persevere, finish its work, so that you may be mature, complete, and not lacking of anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. I think that we have this picture of our lives in, in, in our brains, and when God has something completely different in store for us, 
we kind of see it like only we only see the negative side of it. We let um, us twist it and tell ourselves this is going to be negative to like this is going to have a negative impact on my life, and we let that blind us from seeing God's ultimate goal, seeing seeing how much it can benefit our lives. Um, he says here, let's persevere, finish its work so that we may be mature, complete, and not lacking of anything. He's telling us that he's going to provide for us and that if we just push through these little obstacles that we might, we might face, that we can reach a level where we feel complete and where we are maturing, where we are following his path. Um, and I wanted to talk about a time where I felt complete. Um, you know, when I had um, done my first message, I was out in the foyer after, and this lady had come up to me, and she was crying, um, but she had told me, she said, um, I was thinking of leaving the church, and I heard your message today, and it just saw me how, it just um, showed me how much God is still touching this, these generations to come and how much she still has um, how much she still has for this church and how much she still wants us to grow and because of that I'm staying and you know in that moment it, it was like all the worry all the stress that I had felt before was was so small compared to the feeling of completeness and the feeling of I serve God properly. I I did what he needed me to do, whether it was just touch her heart or was touch all everybody's, but as long as I touched her as it was worth it. And we tend to think, oh, because I had, I had this experience of I did it already once. That doesn't mean that I wasn't scared before, <laughs> before here. If anything, I was even more nervous. Um, but, but this time, I wasn't going to let myself even think about quitting. I didn't let it blind me from seeing the potential I had um, and how many lives I could touch. Um, that verse also says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of, uh, of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. So we can push ourselves in one direction, and God will continue to push us back. He will continue to push us onto this path that he has for us, whether we like it or not. Because he set these plans for us before we were even born. He knows exactly why he picked each and every one of you. He picked us for a reason. He's not just passing around jobs so that it can get done. No, there's a reason that he picked you. Um, and there's no, there's no pushing away this responsibility that we have. Um, that's like me putting aside a pile of schoolwork and saying, eventually it's just going to go away. No, it's going to keep piling up, becoming more stress for me to worry about in the end. Um, and that sort of takes me to um, the second part of this message where it, it affects the church because 
you know, God, obviously, he wants to fulfill his plan um, through you, um, and he will. But we have to see, you know, how important it is because us as individuals are like little pieces of this grand plan that he has. Um, it's sort of like a puzzle piece, you know? Um, we all have our little jobs, and because we all have that little job, we have this huge place where we can bring people to the Lord and we can serve the Lord. If we go to 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6, it says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Lord distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. So there's different ways to serve the Lord. There's different things that we can do, but, and they might seem small, they might seem big, but they're all as important. They're all him at work. They're all him putting together these pieces that he needs in order to bring more people to him, in order to build um, people's relationships with him. If we go to 1 Corinthians 12, 17 through 20, it says, If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed these parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. We can't have this church with just a pastor. We can't have this church with just teachers. We can't have this church with just staff. You know, we need the people. We need the children. And we need, you know, even the people in the sound booth we need. We need, you know, there's all just little pieces there it's all just a puzzle and we all come together um, in order to grow we all need each other we all work together and we can't grow and work together as a church if we don't grow within ourselves if we don't grow as individuals and if we don't fulfill this plan that God has for us because we're letting something like fear and anxiety and worry stop us if we go to um, Philippians 3, 12 through 14, it says, and bear with me because this one's long. Um, it says, I'm not saying that I have already reached that place in my life. I'm not, I'm not yet completely become the person that God wants me to be, but I'm trying very hard to reach that place. That was Christ's purpose when he first made me his own. My Christian friends, I do not think that I have reached that place yet, but this is what I do. I do not think about the past things that, I have or, that have already happened. Instead, I try hard to reach the things that are in front of me. I am like a runner who wants to reach the end of the race. I run straight towards that place so that I can win God's gift because I belong to Christ Jesus. God has called me to live with him in heaven. That is God's gift to me at the end of the race. So this is, right here is Paul speaking. And to sum it up a little bit, he says that although he's done these things for Jesus, he's followed him, he still doesn't feel like he's done. You know, he's done these things, but he still thinks that God can use him in so many more ways. Um, 
And he says that he'll do it because God has given him this gift of eternal life that he's reaching for, that, that he has his eye on the prize. And if we talk a little bit more about Paul, Paul, he wrote 13 books in the Bible. He spread the word through cities 10,000 miles around the Mediterranean Sea. You know, he was in prison and he continued to write the, write the um, books in the Bible. And clearly, he did these things through some of the hardest times of his life. Because you would think that in prison, he would have some doubts. He would have his doubts in his faith. But he stayed strong. And I look at this and I think we should be a little more like Paul. Because he, he did these things. He put his life in God's hands. He didn't care about the judgment that he could get from others. He didn't care about this consequence of going to prison. He didn't, um, he just did it out of love. He did what God asked him to because he knew that at the end of the day, he was going to be in God in heaven. And it makes me reflect, and I think it should make us all reflect, because God, because Paul was able to do this through some of the hardest times of his life. I think that we can all agree that we can set aside whatever fear, whatever thing is stopping us from pushing ourselves to follow God's path to the side. We can put it aside for the Lord, um, just like Paul did. Um, And again, if we put these fears aside, there's so much we can grow as individuals and grow our, our relationship with God that then we can grow so much more as a church. If we go to Philippians 2, 6 through 11, it says, Who, being in very, in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeliness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to, to the glory of God the Father. So here Jesus is... Jesus was in heaven in, in his comfort zone. We all know that God did not like sin. He didn't, um, he didn't like it. And when he came down to earth, he didn't come as a, a ruler or a leader. He came down as a servant into this world full of sin, disaster, and chaos. And he did it for us. He did it so that he could die on the cross for us and save us from our sins. And God here gave himself to us, and he, had, he didn't have to. You know, we didn't deserve that, but he did it anyways. And that's why we should give ourselves to him. You know, it, it's like baby steps. Like, maybe it's hard for you to make it to church every Sunday because it's hard to wake up early. Baby steps. Just... Push yourself to be here every Sunday. You know, 
it, it's as simple as starting with that. And, you know, he wants us to turn to him because he knows how difficult it is. He wants us to look at him and ask for guidance because it's not, it's not easy um, to just completely change your life and figure out a way to have a relationship with him when maybe that's not what you're used to. Um, but it's all about pushing ourselves and about growing this relationship that we have for him because that's how we start. That's how we start, and then that way we can grow as a church, as a whole. And like the quote that I um, used at the beginning, times might get uncomfortable and they might get difficult, but it's all about pushing through these obstacles, about removing ourselves from our comfort zone and putting our trust in God. You know, we need to think about how much good he has already done in our lives and how him setting us on this path is not in a negative way. He only wants the best for us. And he's shown us that. He's shown us that in many, many ways. Um, and again, we need to remember that he has given us this gift of eternal life, and we cannot waste it. We cannot waste it because it's a once-in-a-lifetime. <laughs> it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Um, so right here, I would like to um, pray for those who have something that's stopping them, that is getting in their way, that is making them rethink their trust in God, this, that's making them doubt God. Um, I want to pray for you um, today because I, I understand how difficult it is. Um, so bow our heads and close our eyes. Um, dear Lord Jesus, we, we thank you so much for everything that you've done for us, for all this good that you've done in our lives. And we want to serve you in the proper way, Lord. We want to make you proud, Lord. Um, and we ask you that whatever, for whoever here is struggling, for whatever is stopping them, for whatever is making them doubt you, Lord, I ask you to remove that from their hearts. I ask you to guide them that even though this path might take them on, um, might take them through these obstacles and might um, make, like, they might not feel secure, I ask you to just help them, Lord, so that they can fulfill the plan that you have for them, Lord. Because that's what we want, Lord, to serve you, Lord. Um, I also ask you that for whoever is dealing with um, struggles in their trust for you, Lord, and they need to strengthen this relationship that they have for you, Lord, that you will help them, Lord, that they will see that they can trust you and put their lives in their hands, in your hands, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And now I invite Pastor Mike.
was awesome, wasn't it? Praise the Lord. You know, it's amazing how God is able to speak to us by His Spirit using an instrument who is just 15 years old. That shows that God can use anyone. And there was something that was really powerful that she shared. She talked about what's stopping us. That was her title. And she shared what was stopping her from coming up here and sharing the word. Nervousness, fear, anxiety. But yet she was able to not allow that to stop her from coming up here and sharing this message with us. That was an example of she was setting for us. And she talked about how in the scriptures, the Bible talks about how there are, how God has placed each one of us as members of his body strategically, specifically, and intentionally for a purpose. And it was where God wanted us to be. It was where we're to be the most effective in the body. And so it's encouraging to hear someone challenging us, challenging our faith calling us out of our comfort zone to step out in this faith and, and carry out what God has called us to do. Not allowing things to stop us from fulfilling God's purpose because God does have a purpose for Faith Christian Center and it needs each and every one of you to be a part of that because when we don't step out into the place that we need to be, then the, the body starts to lack. But when we step out in faith, taking a, a good look at ourselves, examining ourselves, and finding out what is stopping us, and then be able to step out and find our place in the body. So that was just a powerful, powerful message. I want to thank all of our D2L youth for the work that they've done this morning. Spent a lot of time, a lot of effort to prepare for this day thank all of our youth workers working behind the scenes. Pastor Ray was also very much involved in helping with the music and Kenyatta for putting this wonderful choir together and the worship team and, and Brother Ken who was also a part of that as well and as you noticed Ken was part of the, uh, the, uh, the choir. Then he blended in so well with the youth you couldn't tell right? I want to thank all of them. They've done a wonderful, wonderful job, and I, and I, and I trust that you all received it and enjoyed it this morning. Amen. Let's give them a, another encouraging word. Yes, let's stand. Let's all stand. I want to acknowledge them. Hallelujah. Something else I learned also is how to bring a message in less than 30 minutes from the pulpit. Some of us, it's hard for us. We're still taking baby steps. <laughs> you can all be seated. Before we dismiss you, we cannot leave without first giving you an opportunity to receive Christ into your hearts. When we invite him into our lives he's the only one that can pick us up turn us around and place us on solid ground and if there's any of you here this morning those of you who are watching if you've never ever given your life to the Lord I want you to do this for me 
I want you to say this prayer with me. Because the moment you say this prayer and invite Christ into your life, a change will begin to take place in your life. Transformation will begin to take place. Slowly, but gradually and steadily. But you've got to open up your heart. And you got to receive him and believe that he will change your life. So let me ask you to do this. I want all eyes closed, no one looking around. If you're here this morning and those of you who are watching, if you've never ever given your life, I want to say, I want you to say this prayer with me. I say, Father, I ask you to come into my life, into my heart. Change me. Transform my life. And make me to be the person that you created me to be. I thank you for dying for me and forgive me of my sins. Thank you for cleansing me from all unrighteousness and making me new. I thank you, Lord, for saving my life and writing my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Father, I thank you. I am saved. And I now have the Holy Spirit to help with this change in my life. And for this, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, those of you who are watching, if you said those prayers, can you do this for me? Can you? There's a number below your screen. If you could just call that number tomorrow and, and give us a call. Someone will be there to talk to you, to share with you, and, and send you some materials. Also, those of you who are here this morning, if you said those prayers, I want you to do me a favor and come and see me at the end of the service. I'd love to talk to you. I'd also like to give you some materials as well to help you to explain the decision that you made. So at this time, we're going to allow the choir to close out as we can all stand.